Bubbles! Bubbles! Oh, oh, there you are. Bubbles, do you know what today is? <laughs> of course it's Sunday, Bubbles. Don't get snotty. <laughs> no, today is a very special day. Today is the day that my long-life dream gets realized. <laughs> what? No! Do I look dressed for a beauty pageant? Ridiculous. I think it's time I share my knowledge with people more likely to listen to Goku. I've decided I'm going to start my own podcast, Bubbles. <laughs> That's right, and I know just what I'll call it. This is King Kai Cast. Welcome, everyone, to episode two of King Kai Cast. I'm your host, Peter Viox, and good morning. It's Saiyan Sunday. I've got my cup of coffee brewed straight from a Capsule Corporation Hoi Poi capsule, some beats to study too, and the sun's not up yet, so all a Saiyan has to do is look up at the moon. And with that, let's get right to it. Last time on King Kai Cast, we met our heroes Goku and Bulma, who started their quest to find four more Dragon Balls, thus completing the set that would allow Bulma to summon the Dragon God Shenlong. Upon doing so, she would wish for a cute boyfriend that she's always wanted. We're going to get straight into Tale 2, entitled, No Balls. The first text box reads, In her quest for the seven Dragon Balls that will grant her fondest wish, Bulma has enlisted the help of a strange creature, Son Goku. And their adventure continues on a new motorbike, and it's starting to get dark, so they decide to set up camp for the night. Goku hops off that bike, excitedly claiming the soft leaves for his bed. Bulma's not about sleeping outside, and she reaches for another of her Hoi Poi capsules. After finding a nice level spot, she throws it, and a full-sized dome-shaped house appears in the dissipating smoke. Proud of herself, she asks Goku if he's still after those leaves, but the poor kid is still wondering if she's a witch or not. She claps the lights on, which doesn't really help with her case. At this point, Bulma is just amused that he doesn't even know what lights are. So she plans to throw him for a real loop by turning on a TV. On the screen is a guy playing in a band, and Goku is shocked by all the loud noise. He promptly walks over to it, tapping his nyoibo on the glass, ignorantly saying, Hey, get out of that box, you midget. At that point, Bulma realizes that Goku's stinking up the joint and says that he's got to take a bath before they eat. Goku, of course, has never heard of a bath either. <laughs> Bulma helps Goku out with his bath since he's so clueless, telling him to shut up through his complaining, saying, Do you know how many guys dream of me giving them a bath? <laughs> she turns the pipsqueak around to get his backside, seeing his tail again. What an idiot! You actually attach this tail to your butt! She tells him that she's got to take it off, because it's in the way, and she starts trying to pull it off. This hurts Goku a bit, and he snatches the scrubber right out of her hands, claiming he can wash his own butt. But he snatched it with his tail. This freaks Bulma out, and she screams when she realizes that the tail is real, and usable just like an arm. Goku doesn't see the big deal, assuming that it's just guys who have tails. This gives Bulma a serious complex, because it's not like she's actually seen a guy's naked butt before. Goku continues his reasoning aloud, though, claiming that his dead grandpa was a guy and he didn't have a tail. This gives Bulma the boost in logic that she needs, saying, See? Normal guys don't have tails! 
Goku shrugs it off, saying that his grandpa was kind of weird after all. It's Bulma's turn to take a relaxing bath after that scare, but even she can't catch a break because Goku comes peering around the curtain. She freaks out, something that's kind of becoming a bit of a habit around this kid. When she asks him what he's looking at, the ever-curious Goku says, So, instead of a tail, you've got an extra butt on your chest. (laughs) She asks the kid how old he is, and he says that he's 14. Well, she screams and starts throwing things at him, calling him a pervert, since he's only two years younger than her. Goku legit still has no idea what the big problem is as he runs off. After everyone's cleaned up, it's time to eat. Goku, of course, doesn't like the bread and coffee, calling it a bitter soup. Bulma reasons that he wouldn't be such a shrimp if he learned how to eat. Goku gets up from the table, heading out to get some real food. In a sky lit by the crescent moon, which is important to note that it's a crescent moon, Goku goes on the hunt and excitedly returns with a wolf. And look, Bulma, a centipede for flavor! Once it's bedtime, Goku is super excited because he hasn't been able to sleep with anybody for so long. Just the phrasing of that sentence bugs Bulma, and she tells him that they're sleeping apart. He doesn't understand why, of course, and he tries to reason with her more, saying that he always used Grandpa as a pillow. It was so soft and cozy. I'll let you guess Bulma's reaction to that. While Bulma brushes her teeth, she asks Goku a little bit about his past, wondering where his parents are. He just laughs it off, saying he was probably just abandoned. She doesn't know how he can laugh about something like that, but says that they probably abandoned him because he had a tail. Goku innocently asks if Bulma was abandoned because she has a butt on her chest. (laughs) I told you it's not a butt! She screams. (laughs) And then she goes on to explain that she wasn't abandoned, but she's actually on summer vacation from school, and she only has another 30 days to find the rest of the Dragon Balls. The next page, page 11 of chapter 2, has a block that shows it's still nighttime with the crescent moon above the forest. I wanted to point out that there is a spaceship flying just above the moon, and it looks an awful lot like Jocko the Galactic Patrolman's ship, which is very interesting to people who have read that volume from 2015. This page was drawn, however, 30 years before that story was ever told. But now, it's morning in the forest and birds are chirping. Goku wakes up, lazily, letting out a big yawn. He looks over to the bed where Bulma is sleeping, and her covers have been kicked off, revealing her spread-open legs and panties. Now, Goku is no pervert. After all, he didn't even know that Bulma was a girl until yesterday. The first thing out of his mouth is, Whoa! Well, her pillow's not as big as Grandpa's, but I can sure give it a try! And then... (laughs) He lays down in between her legs and leans his head back on her panties. The onomatopoeia here that's used is kink. Goku is very confused, and looking back at her, he pats her twice on the crotch. Something isn't right here, so he decides to take her panties off to check something. One look is all it takes. This time it's Goku's turn to freak out and scream. This wakes Bulma up immediately, and she's trying to figure out what's going on. Goku stammers out that she's lost her balls. She thinks that he means that she's lost the Dragon Balls, and she runs off to her fanny pack where they're being kept. Sure enough, they're still there, and she gets mad at Goku for freaking her out with his nightmares. It seems that she didn't even notice what happened. Next, Sea Monkeys. (laughs) 
Later in that morning, Goku is waiting for what seems like forever for Bulma to get ready. Instead of having any more of that bitter soup she called coffee, he decides what he really needs is some exercise. He runs outside in the same fashion as he did when he was throwing the giant log up in chapter 1, only this time he's doing it to giant boulders. He lifts one up that is at least 6 or 7 times his size, and he smashes it to pieces right there with his hands. Goku wastes no time before running to the next one, only the thing he picks up now isn't a boulder. No, he accidentally lifts up a giant turtle. Goku is shocked because he thinks that it's actually Bulma who turned into a turtle because she was being so slow this morning. At this point, Goku will believe anything after all the technologies that that he's been seeing. But Bulma, who it turns out is not a turtle, comes out of the capsule house, wondering what's up with that sea turtle being so far inland. The sea turtle asks if he can have a bucket of salt water and a spot of seaweed. They oblige, and this really makes the turtle's day. Now he's refreshed, he says, I should explain. You see, I am a turtle. (laughs) Bulma says, what am I, blind? (laughs) But he continues, saying that he was gathering some mushrooms and he accidentally took a wrong turn. Turns out that he's been wandering around for the past year looking for the sea. Bulma tells him that he's going in the complete opposite direction and that the sea is about 120 kilometers to the south. Goku wastes no time offering to help the giant turtle get back to sea. But Bulma isn't about it, because they've only got 30 days left to get all the Dragon Balls. Goku isn't going to let the turtle stay lost, and Bulma gets pissed, telling him that she doesn't need him, and he's just going to go ahead and have to hit the road. Goku puts the giant turtle on his back and runs off without any hesitation, and it only takes Bulma a few seconds to realize that he took his Dragon Ball with him, meaning... And just at that second, she looks off into the horizon and sees a giant T-Rex walk by. Yep. Bulma doesn't even waste any time getting dressed before she chases after them on a motorbike. Now, the crew is Bulma, Goku, and the giant sea turtle. And southward they go to the sea, temporarily putting their search for Dragon Balls on hold. It's not too long before they meet a bandit on the road, and he's like a giant muscular bear walking on its hind legs. Not only that, he is every bit of 9 or 10 feet tall, wearing samurai armor, a long sword, and a sweet mohawk. Truth is, you never know what kind of character you'll meet next in the world of Dragon Ball. Turns out this guy's favorite dish is sea turtle, and he demands them to hand it over. Goku's obviously not going to give the turtle up, despite Bulma's pleas to just give him the turtle, give him the turtle. No, he just sticks his tongue out at the samurai bear who promptly slices at him in a huge downward arc. Goku is so fast that he's actually behind him at this point, and then he even jumps on his sword after the second attack. He climbs onto the bear's nose, assuming a martial arts stance, calling out rock, scissors, and with paper he punches the samurai bear right between the eyes. Blood is gushing out from his face as he falls back, and a very happy Goku says, Alright, we can go now. Bulma and the turtle are surprised at Goku's strength, which really hasn't shown itself in hand-to-hand combat until now. In the end, the trio make it back to the sea, which Goku thinks is an amazingly wide river. (laughs) I want to point out on page 11 of chapter 3, there's a block with a small creature clutching a palm tree, and it's saying, Is this Penguin Village? 
This is a reference to Toriyama Sensei's second most famous series, according to the editor's note below on that page. Penguin Village is the main setting of Dr. Slump, but it will also be a setting once again in Dragon Ball way on down the line. But for now, back to the sea. The turtle is elated and he wants to repay their kindness, so he tells them to hold on just for a little bit while he goes and gets them a lovely reward. Neither of them knows what kind of a reward would come from a sea turtle, but they decide to wait as the turtle swims off. Bulma, still in her nightgown, is complaining about not having her swimsuit handy. Goku, meanwhile, is complaining about whoever put all the salt in the water, because it tastes terrible. Before too long, they see the turtle returning, and he looks just like a little dot on the horizon. But as he gets closer, they notice that there's somebody riding on him. Once the turtle arrives, it's revealed that the passenger on the turtle is an old man. He's bald with a long white goatee, snazzy sunglasses, a Hawaiian pattern shirt, khaki shorts, flip-flops, and he's wearing a giant turtle shell on his back. He says, Aloha! <laughs> yeah, I'm not about to do a uh, turtle hermit imitation. I can do King Kai, but I can't do that one. But yeah, he says that and he hops off the turtle nimbly. And all Obama says is, great, just what we need, an old man. And the final block of text in chapter 3 says, Careful, Bulma. Don't be so quick to dismiss this old man. Next. Hey, Goku, get off of my cloud. Which I only just now realize is a reference to a Rolling Stone song. Huh. Well, that's going to be the end of episode 2 of King Kai Cast. We covered chapters 2 and 3 of the Dragon Ball manga, and that'll probably be the standard for each episode moving forward at least as long as we're on manga and not anime. But who knows what the future holds. Tell your Dragon Ball friends about King Kai Cast and that they can check it out at anchor.fm slash kingkaicast, recorded and released every Saiyan Sunday. Don't forget to email your answers from the episode 1 question about your favorite Dragon Ball character and any that you ever cosplayed via text or even a voice recording attachment to kingkaicast at gmail.com. And remember, you should follow us on Twitter at KingKaiCast to stay up to date with the comings and goings of the podcast. Thanks for listening again this week, folks. Tune in next week for Episode 3, They Call Him The Turtle Hermit, and find out what this old man is all about next time on King Kai Cast. <laughs>